1: an award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers and this is the taylor Stevens show with my good friend steve campbell where we are kicking riding in the butt one word at a time and trying not to get kicked back
0: (laughs) and (laughs) as as we were chatting before we started recording the dog started barking and taylor said could you hear francis and i'm like that can't be a goose that's those are dogs right she's yeah but francis is is doing whatever she does as well and uh, so we both got quiet for a minute, and I could hear Francis, but we weren't able to record anything. So hopefully we'll be interrupted with of... with goose honking later in the show because that would be kind of cool
1: we did we talk? Did I tell you that how we found out that Francis was a girl
0: that yes, you did yes, okay. that was that was yep, that was Yep, that was a recent reason... dogs oh, that's just dogs
1: <laughs> that's just, just Francis is going to. They're all on the front
0: porch. I, I, I heard it. <laughs> 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 yep, I can hear it. It's very faint, but I can hear it. So, it, yeah. for you guys to be able to hear it, you're actually going to have to have headphones on, more than likely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, friends, this is a girl. But the other night it was kind of chilly, and I had a coat on, and um, there's this long driveway, and I was just walking along the driveway, like, um, just, you know, looking at stuff and the plants and the flowers and the dogs were out there with me. And, um, you know, with the, the coat hood on, I couldn't really, you know, your peripheral vision gets kind of cut off and and I'm just walking along and all of a sudden I hear this (laughs) like beating in the air and I'm like, what the, I mean, I've never heard this sound before. And I turn around and there's Frances. And she's flying. <laughs> and she's like, love flying. Like, she's maybe four feet off the ground. But apparently she'd seen me go off with the dogs and decided that wasn't going to happen. She wasn't going to get left behind. And she wanted to walk with us. So she flew over to where we were. That's how I learned Frances can fly. Um, not very well and not very high. And she needs a good headwind and a strong Running head start apparently, but she did. And then after that, I'd be walking up and down the drive, and the dogs would be there, and she'd just be waddling, 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 keeping up with us, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> that my Francis story.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I can just imagine that sound and looking up and and seeing that. Yeah, so not very not very high and not very well. So
1: no, the, but she she the yeah, story she of can, Francis. She was definitely flying, and then she landed like. Right, just like plop, <laughs> and then walk the rest of the way.
0: Okay, all right. So I, I have absolutely no transition for that, but <laughs> I stumped him. I finally stumped him. <laughs> you, you got me, you got me very well with that one. Uh, to the topic today, as you no doubt know, because you see this on your podcast player, is we're going to talk about the curse. And the value of deadlines. And we've heard Taylor talk before about the stress of deadlines, but there have to be some positives about having deadlines as well. And, and now uh, Taylor is without a deadline. And I know that there are a lot of you that are writing with deadlines and a lot of you that are writing without deadlines. So let's, we're, we're just going to chit chat a little bit about the difference between the two and overcoming whatever the obstacles are to both of them. So let's start with the curse of deadlines first. And you probably got a lot of experience with that.
1: Yeah, I do. Before we even go there though, I am really curious to know what brought this topic to mind, because this is something that came from you that you wanted to talk about. And I was like, yes, let's, but something had to have triggered it. So what was the inciting incident for this topic:
0: it was actually um, an author w- um, an author that we publish who was racing to hit a deadline, and this particular author uses the deadline as incentive we'll, we'll put it that way, and that's very generous uh, to get the work done, um, because she may spend the first big chunk of time that she has to write the book traveling or doing something else, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I've got this deadline and I've got to get the book finished. And it always gets finished. And I I, I find that astonishing. And I, I know from chatting with her that she's she's not the least bit worried about it when it's way in the future, but when it gets close enough that you can reach out and touch it, the deadline, that ratchets up the stress, which ratchets up her creative abilities and it just comes the story comes Yeah, i
1: find that fascinating and that's i know not, that's
0: not the case with you
1: no definitely not and um it's not the first time i've heard that either though i have a friend i had this conversation like years and years ago um and he was a programmer and he said how he would um he would wait until the last minute procrastinate 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 and then as soon as it as soon as that stress kicked in, he'd pull an all nighter and he would deliver a project that, you know, should have taken him a week to code. He could do it in a night. But until the stress kicked in, he just couldn't bring himself to do it, couldn't do it. And even back then, when I hadn't had nearly the experience that I do now with deadlines, that um, that baffled me. I mean, I was just like in awe of it because me, it doesn't matter how under stress I am, I'm not writing any faster. In fact, I'll probably write a little bit slower just from the stress. Like to me, this ability to be able to use stress as a um, as a, a fuel, I guess, to kickstart some creative spurt or some c- productive spurt. To me, that seems like magic. Like. Somebody casts a magic spell and all of a sudden it makes you do something that you can only do under those circumstances. I, I cannot fathom actually performing like that. Uh, I wish I could. It would be, I, I keep waiting for it to happen. Like, oh my God, my deadline is tomorrow. Maybe now I'll actually kick into gear. And oh, now I'm six months past my deadline. Maybe now <laughs> I'll kick into gear. Nope, all I feel is a lot more stress <laughs> and a lot more desperate. So, um, I guess the point that I'm getting at with that is when we talk about deadlines and the blessing or the curse or benefit or the detriment of them, it's not going to apply to everybody straight across the board because different people, uh, clearly, uh, react to the stress of deadlines in completely different ways. Um, I, I, I God, I wish I had that, that magic, but I don't, um, so you had asked about the, the downside of deadlines. Um, and for me, that, that is the downside of deadlines. Is they do not make me work any faster. And then I get more under stress. And um, what I find happens is I spend more and more time at my desk for smaller and smaller returns because the longer you're there, the longer I'm there, the lo- it's not like I'm gonna be more productive. If I'm already struggling, sitting there isn't gonna make it any faster. It's just gonna allow me extra time to struggle. So I might get a little bit more. So because of the extra time, I have to keep doing it, but it becomes this self defeating cycle. In the meantime, everything else in my life grinds to a complete standstill. And starts to fall apart. So, if I have to spend more and more time with the manuscript, uh, bills aren't getting paid on time. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, the house is not getting clean, laundry piles up, um, car repairs start getting pushed aside, doctor's appointments aren't going to happen. All that stuff takes time to schedule, time to actually do. And the tighter the deadline gets, the the more I just focus only on trying to get that done. And when it's all over and it's, you know, been turned in, it's like I step away and I realize that I'm standing in the middle of a disaster zone. And then I've got to try and start pulling all the pieces back together and try and you know, find some way to reassure my kids that I actually am their mother, and um, and so what I find now for not having a deadline is I don't write any faster, <laughs> but my life is not also falling apart at the same degree either. Uh, so it's even slower progress, slower than the already slow frustrating of brain broke, whatever, because I'm just not putting in the same really intense hours. But I don't hate life either, like I have a life. And so there's this toss up where I'm really glad to have a life and so grateful to not have a deadline. And this enormous sense of self-hatred for not being able to to produce not having produced and feeling like a constant failure in this one area of life. So with the deadline, I fail in everything else and feel like a failure in everything else, but hey, I'm, I'm getting the words down. And without a deadline, uh, the rest of the life is pretty good, but now I'm a failure in front of the computer and I have never found a balance where I'm like, hey, this is all good. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> I
0: don't do know. You, do you is. find yourself when you're bumping up against a deadline or like you can see it in in the future as opposed to, well, I've got a year to do this, so I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's three months. and It's like, okay, I could barely do this if I started right now. Do you find yourself resisting it and going, I can barely do it if I start right now, so I'm going to start tomorrow?
1: No, I feel this sense of terror of not, of, of being in the position I am right now, and also up against a deadline. So the terror of getting to a deadline and not being able to write any faster, and now being under this enormous pressure of not having the time or the space to make mistakes or to go back and fix things, that makes me want to get as much done on the front end as possible so as not to have to experience that terror. But just because I want to get as much done on the front end as possible doesn't make me ride any faster. (laughs) I still put in, I'll put in the same amount of time and I just, you know, I keep just have to beat my head against it. Like I get really frustrated with myself. I'm probably bleeding. I feel a lot of frustration right now and I'm sure that's coming across in the word choices I'm using to describe my
0: experience. But um, yeah. Do you find yourself, well, uh, let me take a different direction. If you had, like you typically, it seems like a deadline is usually like a year. You've got a year to get something done. And let's just take that as, you know, whether it's true or not, let's just say that's true. And would it be better if the deadline was two years or would you spend the first year enjoying life and then the second year starting to stress?
1: Well, that's a really good question, but not for the reasons that you probably think it is. Um, I, uh, I would not spend the first year starting to uh, enjoy myself. I would spend two years stressing. Um, but <laughs> oh but it reminds me it reminds me of a, a saying that I once heard where um, the job expands to fill the time allotted to it. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I was given two years to write a book, it would take me two years to write a book, no matter how much I try to tell myself and talk myself into, you know, getting it done early. Because it's not like I don't set goals and deadlines for myself anyway, even if I don't have, like, an official need to submit it. I still set them and I still fail to make them. Um, So I think maybe it would... uh, be better to have a six-month deadline and miss it by six months than to have a year <laughs> deadline and miss it by six months? I don't know. But, I, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this because I'm trying to figure out how to – how can I make myself do better? How You know, I, I I can't accept that this is how it's always going to be, you know. I, I know that I've been able to do more in the past. Why is it like this? And I got to thinking about how – you know, different people respond to different types of rewards, right? Um, like our brains do. And so I'm thinking that people who respond to really tight deadlines and then the stress kicks in, like there are brain chemicals involved in that exchange. I'm, I'm not a neuroscientist, so I'm not going to say what, but I'm just going to throw around layman's terms like dopamine and Uh, adrenaline and whatever that somehow that that stress is giving them their brains that that kick that it needs and it's it is in some way satisfying the reward centers of the brain it obviously doesn't work for somebody like me and so i got to thinking well well, what what would if, if if i could design my own reward system what would um, be most likely to make me do better, to to per, to perform to a higher standard, um, and I think for someone like me, it would be very very short deadlines, very small goals, and equally small rewards. Like, hey, if you can get a thousand words done today. You can have fifteen dollars to go out and spend on whatever stupid little thing you want to spend, but it doesn't work if it's me giving myself the fifteen dollars. It's got to come from somewhere else, and I don't know anybody who's going to give me fifteen dollars at the end of the day for writing a thousand words. So it's like from when you have a year to write a book, you don't have you. You have to find ways to reward yourself so that your brain actually feels like it's accomplishing something, I guess. And for some people, those, you know, tight deadlines might do the trick. Most people who aren't writers, you know, they have, they have jobs. They go to a job and they have tasks that they have to complete or research that needs to be done or buildings that they need to build or holes that need to be dug. And just because there's going to be more of it tomorrow – doesn't mean that they don't get it. Like, they dug the hole today. Today's hole is dug. It's over. It's finished. Uh, Today's design has been completed, or maybe this week's design has been completed, and there are these, these small tasks along the way of doing your job that get fulfilled, and then they're over and they're done. And, yes, you go to work the next day, but it's not the same thing for a year or two. And... For some people, maybe doing the same thing for a year or two without ever seeing the end, and then you finally get to the end, and it's like, yay, now go do it again. Yay, when's the next one? Um, maybe that works, but apparently for my brain, it 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 doesn't. It hurts, and, um, and so I don't really know the solution, but uh, when it comes to deadlines, just the deadline itself I don't think is enough. There's got to be something more to it. Um, for, to, to spur, to, to give that extra kick to, to, to be more, to do more. And I just haven't found it for myself yet.
0: Is it a true statement? I, 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 don't, I didn't know you when you were just starting to write and I didn't know you like writing the first couple of books. But my experience in dealing with you since then is that the book is never really done. You just run out of time. It's it's yeah. like a little bit like a football coach that said, well, we didn't lose. We just ran out of time. So <laughs> you're, you're done when you can't change it anymore.
1: No, I mean, I, there there are times when I'm, I'm, if I run up really hard up against my deadline, yeah, I'm done when I can't change it anymore. But normally it's like, okay, I'm done. Uh, I'm done with it. I, you know, it's, there's not really more that I can do to this. That'll make it better. I'm just ready to go and, and submit it. But I think also, um, the sense of reward for finishing a book has absolutely changed since I first started. Like when I very first started, um I was so flat broke, didn't have any money and I I needed to finish that book because there was a paycheck at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But then um everything in publishing turned upside down, my career turned upside down. Um and when I even when I turned in like the Liars books and stuff like that, the paychecks themselves were not very big. There wasn't really a lot of advance to them. And I didn't know um, how they would sell, but just looking at the book selling environment, I wasn't real excited like, oh my God, this is going to change my life or this is going to make anything better. It was just like, well, I guess I'm still in the game for another book, but is it even worth it anymore, you know? Um, and so I have found that this, it's like you, I go through all of this to write the book and I think there's a part of me going, why, what for? There's nothing at the end of this that makes it worth it or makes it exciting. It's just like, okay, now go do it again. And if there's no, there's no big, I don't want to say pot of gold, because if I say pot of gold, people are going to like. Interpret that as oh my God, there's so much money in writing books, and there's there's not. I mean, not for some people there are, but it's it's not a it's not like a real um, money making career for for most authors. Um, but there's no like big dopamine hit at the end of it, like you know, hey, now you can go buy this thing that you wanted. Um, but there were with the first books, you know, because the advances and, and the, you know, the best selling and all that, it was it was big. It was exciting. There was there was stuff happening. And now it's just like the environment has all changed. The reward system has all changed. And it's just like, ugh, OK, but I, I, and sometimes it feels like if I had the ability to get another job, I might take it just because I'm tired. My brain is tired. It doesn't want to do this anymore. It's not fun anymore. And I'm trying to get back that joy of writing. That's the whole point of stepping off the hamster wheel and just discovering that creative side again. And it has started to come back. I I find my—this is how I know that it's starting to come back. When faced with a choice between returning to my story or doing these other (laughs) things— I'd rather write the story, and that right there tells me, okay, things are changing. It's coming back, but it's not making me write any faster. <laughs> it's not like I'm like really kicking it again. Um, and it's slow and it's painful. And and that the slowness and the painfulness of it, it hurts. It it it. There's so much self disgust and self hatred that it almost doesn't feel worth it. But I'm like, I just got to keep pushing back. I've got to keep pushing past this because the one promise I made to my fans when I stepped off the hamster wheel was that I would keep writing. That's the one promise I made. And the fact that I made that promise and the fact that I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more is the thing that keeps me at my desk. But feeling bad about myself really sucks. (laughs) It's very, very much with me on a daily basis. Deadline or no deadline.
0: All right. And I'll I'll take the opposite approach because for me, I find that not having a deadline makes it really easy to just say, well, I'm going to do this tomorrow or I'll do it next week or I'll do it next month or whatever. And, you know, we had actually, Taylor and I were talking before we, we started recording and she said, well, how's it coming on the Reggie book? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I haven't, I didn't do anything for like a month or six weeks or something. And I just started back into it a couple of weeks ago. And it's because one of the reasons is there is no deadline. There is no, you've got to have this done. You've committed or you have promised or your goal is this. And to be in my mind, it's like I was done and now it's not done. (laughs)
1: We're done and then I went,
0: no. Yeah. And I, you know, when you were talking about digging the holes and, you know, you dig the hole and then you're done digging the hole and then you can go back the next day and you can dig another hole. You don't, you don't dig the hole and then go back again the next day and dig the same hole. hole. So it's a little bit like the, what you were talking about last week when your task was, I'm going to get these magnets done and I'm feeling really good about myself because I got I have placed the order. I'm done. I can move on. But when the being done was just the start of the process.
1: Yeah, that is one thing about writing is that, like you know, it just it's it's not done. It's never. It's it's not. There's always something more. Like even when you finish writing it, then the whole publishing process of it
0: starts. Well, and then you know that's that's another thing, and I, I wonder if if that's not an advantage for indie authors, because when they're done, then they don't have to go through a six month process of waiting or, you know, doing these other things or getting ready to do the marketing and, you know, whatever happens between the time you turn the book in and, and six months later when it's done, it's like when you're done, you can publish it.
1: Then during those six months, you're not just waiting though. You're actually starting the next book and you're, you're practically towards the end of writing it when the one you were waiting on starts coming back. So it's not like it it allows, it allows you space Mm -hmm. to do something else and then come back and look at it with fresh eyes and stuff. Um, but I'm not, I'm not saying like for some people that would not be good for someone like me. I think that, it probably was good because it always kept me working on something and it always felt like at least I was making progress. So like if I was having not great writing day, well, but I did copy edits. So I still made progress, you know, and that sense of progress, that sense of accomplishment um, was kind of helped to keep, to keep you going, I guess. It felt like you did something and you were digging a new hole and not the same one.
0: Would it have been better if, let's say you finished and, you know, on the day that you turned it in or, you know, the final, you did your final, whatever, I I forget what it's called when you get the, like the late, completely laid out book and you're, you're doing your final, what are those called?
1: Uh, first pass, second pass pages. Yes.
0: Yeah. The, the pages. So you, you send that back in and then it, at that point you're done, right? Yeah. That's, that's well, it. I
1: mean, except there's still cover copy and lay, approving layout stuff, but for the most part, yeah, the heaviest lifting is done.
0: Yeah. And so imagine then if you could say, okay, I'm done. And then four days later it was published and you're starting to get feedback on it while you're working on the next book. And so you get, you know, the dopamine hit of saying, yeah, people are enjoying this. It's, uh, it's, it's obviously selling and yay. I'm, I'm getting good feedback. And you know, I, yes, now I'm, I'm even more enthused but, about writing this see, next book.
1: That's the thing is that even the most praise that comes in a review or the feedback, it still comes with negative stuff. Like there's no, there's no like, hey, you did a good job. That's it. Hey, you did a good job, but this part of the book didn't really work for me. Hey, you did a good job, but I could have done with this, out this other stuff. And so it's like, but it's not like, so some people might write just total praise. And that's just awesome. That's total, complete dopamine kick. If it's stopped right there, if it doesn't ever stop right there, there's going to be the other stuff too. So even when you're finished and even when the, the good stuff is coming in, it's always accompanied by a but, 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 but. I mean, I made the mistake a few days ago of going back and reading some reviews on some of my earlier books because people still are reading them, discovering them for the first time. And sometimes I find that uh, by reading reviews – it, it helps me understand what's working for readers and it's just a different form of pulling myself back in. And normally that's fine, but I guess I did it on a day where I, I shouldn't have done it. I just wasn't in a good headspace or something. Or I hit a page where all the recent reviews were, eh, 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 eh. And I came away from it going, oh, why am I doing this again? Like, not why am I reading the reviews, <laughs> but why am I writing these books? If it's not really, if if people don't really care why am I doing this? You know, then I'm like, wait a minute. And I go to my Facebook group. <laughs> and that's, where mm-hmm. that's where the people who love me hang out. And I go back and I read some of the stuff that they wrote. And I go back and I read the emails that I received. And I'm like, okay, all right. And yes, I think there. that's
0: the, I think that's the secret sauce for, for indie authors is a, the, you know, the books tend to come more quickly. And there is that feedback loop <clears throat> by people who love you. Yeah. And it's you know like twenty minutes after the book comes out, well, not twenty minutes, but the next day, it's like, oh, this was the, this is the best thing I've ever read. It just keeps getting better and better and better. When's the next book coming? And uh, so
1: that, that when's the next book coming is yes. like, is like, kick you, why don't you just kick me while I'm? There? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's meant as a compliment, and I know it's the, they just love it so it's their their way of saying, oh my god, I can't believe I have to wait. But since I'm the one who's producing it, it's just like, <sighs> it, it's it's funny.
0: And I, I have to say that as a reader, I have a very good sense of how long it takes my favorite authors to write the next book. So I know when to start checking again for it because I, I find that uh, being part of the email list isn't really that useful because spam filters gobble yeah. up so much so much and uh, and and then it frustrates me. It's like, okay, for, for this particular person, it's going to be 6 months until the next book comes out. It's like it's 6 months. And it's like Taylor where's the book? Four, where's the book? Years. <laughs> 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 I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Let's circle back and talk about the one book that you wrote that didn't have a deadline. Well, the information is probably didn't have a deadline because you were you're just writing it but yeah. and this this would be the what we talked about a few years ago as the young adult book you oh, were right, just yeah. you were just writing that there was no deadline you just you were you were doing it and i know that it was a great sense of frustration to you
1: I wrote it twice but,
0: but there was no deadline so was that different than writing to deadline
1: um so i was in between i knew that the the mask I mean, it was going to be the, like the, the Monroe series had uh, had been canceled. And so I was trying to figure out what to do next. And I had been writing it piecemeal while I was waiting for news to know what direction to go. And I had written something else. Like, I, that was a really productive time for me. The not knowing, it was very frustrating. But I was still producing. Like, I, I was putting out words. Like, I, I can't, I don't even recognize that part of me anymore that could just, like, Pump out the words, you know, thousand to two thousand words a day, just consistently day after day after day. I mean, if you do that, you can have a book finished in three or four months and then, you know, take your time to polish it and all the other stuff that goes on with publishing, whatever. And and so I didn't expect it to take that long. And I thought, like, you know, this is a completely unique story. It, it and my agent was just gaga over it. And so in my mind, well, there was a dopamine hit waiting for me down the line. It was very motivating, just get it done. And I could go back to doing this other stuff. But uh, she couldn't sell it. And and I I went back and asked some friends in publishing, and nobody could give me the same answer. Uh, everybody had a different answer of what wasn't working for it. And, and so I, I rewrote it, and she tried again, couldn't sell it. And so that was just like, so it was such a, it was like a waste of a year of my life for nothing it was it, even though i didn't have a deadline there was still that sense of let's get this done let's get this done and i was kicking butt and and just consistent and working and and i and put it out and and the other book i was working on at the same time same story just was consistent with it and and putting out the words and and very creative and very productive and and then
0: and everything turned upside down <laughs> yeah and the unfortunate thing is mm-hmm. um from a reader perspective is that i read both of those and i still think back on them from time to time i think back on the characters in those books they they it was a few years ago when i read them but they were impactful to me so i know that there are people who you you didn't sell them so they didn't work for some people but they certainly well, worked for well, me i never
1: the the one that didn't sell, that one was finished. The other one, um, I never finished it. I didn't yeah, have a chance. Yeah, but you had you
0: it. had the like kind of the, treatment the that, that laid yeah, the out treatment. where it was going. Yeah.
1: Right. And the, but then I only sent it to two editors that I knew um, that I'd worked with before, and both of them said one of them said that um, they were were not allowed to take on any books that weren't completed. But then I found out two weeks later that the whole reason she said that was because she knew she'd be quitting her job. And she didn't want me to end up orphaned again. So she was like doing me a favor. And then the other one was like, this is just so different from anything that you've ever done before that we just don't think that we can capitalize on your current audience to sell it. And we'll be having to rebrand you from the beginning. And our team just isn't doesn't have the I don't know, I don't want to say temperament, temperament's the wrong word, but you know, just they don't have it in them to, to do a whole rebranding thing. So, you know, send it, you could try sending it to us when it's finished and we could take a look at it and see what we could do with it then. But at that point I was like, well, there's no, there's no point on finishing this because it is so different from anything that I've Mm -hmm. written that I've really got to go back and write another thriller. And that's where the Jack and Jill series started from, but it was like back to the drawing board. So basically in that time period, I wrote Four partial books and then well and then finished the fourth one which was the jack and jill uh, liars paradox so i was productive even without the deadlines i was very productive and i was very very motivated um but then then it all changed and um i just i don't even know like i'm so used i've i've spent so long now in this state of mind of unfinished the work is unfinished that I don't even know what it would feel like to finish again.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, that is it for our discussion. Of <laughs> on, that, <laughs> on that high note. <laughs> the value. positive. The, the cursed wow. value of of deadlines. And I, I'd be curious from those of you listening, if you could let us know in the Facebook group, are you a deadline person or a no deadline person? I'd, I'd be... Uh, Really curious, do you find them helpful or detrimental? So let us know. Yeah, I,
1: would, I really want to know too because I know that everybody's different. Um, and before we close out this show, reminder I do need material. If we want to have actual productive <laughs> topics <laughs> that are beneficial to you, that teach you how to do stuff, we need to know what it is you don't know so that we can work on it. And also, just another call out for anybody who wants to get involved in the audio project of helping to break down these podcasts into topical segments that they can be indexed and potentially be put into the hack the craft program. We are still calling for volunteers. We did get responses from the last time that we put this out, this call out. I wanted to say thank you very, very much. Um, If you emailed me to volunteer for the project and did not hear back, And something went wrong and I did not get your email because I have responded to everybody whose emails I did get. So we do still need more volunteers. If the idea interests you, please communicate. Please let me know. um, If you've got topics that you want me to teach on, please let me know. And give me, tell us about your experience with deadlines. That is the Facebook group is the best place to do that. It's a taylor stevens fan club author not the web star on facebook
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i think there's a link to it in the show notes if not i'll be sure to put one in so thank you all for listening we will be back in your ear again next tuesday see you next week